harmonia, the ancient word for the union of melody and harmony and the music of the spheres. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval, renaissance, and baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. Coming up, Harmonia looks at Queen Christina of Sweden, one of the 17th century's most famous women. We'll explore her life, arts patronage, and historic accomplishments, as well as music associated with her court. Take a quick look back in time in a special Harmonia time capsule featuring the most significant arts patrons in Rome during the second half of the 17th century. Of all the basic requirements to be a patron of the arts, immense wealth, financial resources, is probably at the top of the list. A close second might be social or business connections, or maybe having the good fortune to be born into the right family. However you look at it, the three primary cultural figures in Rome during the latter half of the 17th century met all of the basic requirements. In addition, they were the kind of patrons that artists and scholars deeply appreciated, committed, appreciative, and, on an individual level, intellectually engaged. They were a product of the culture they lived in, a privileged class who surrounded themselves with a cadre of artists and musicians. Three names stand out during this period, two cardinals and a queen. The first was named Benedetto Pamphili, a great nephew of Pope Innocent IX and cardinal from 1681 onwards. Pamphili took a direct interest in the financial support of oratorio productions in Rome, since opera was banned by papal decree. He also employed musicians such as Alessandro Melani and Arcangelo Corelli. The cardinal was a talented writer who provided librettos for oratorios and cantatas set by many composers of his day. The other cardinal and significant arts patron was Pietro Ottoboni, who was also the great-nephew of a pope, in his case, Alexander VIII. Ottoboni was a distinguished librettist and was once described as a fanatical music lover, which must have been the case since he was perpetually in debt because of the amounts he spent on music and musicians, in spite of his unbelievably large annual income. Ottoboni consistently employed up to 70 musicians for either church-related or theatrical events. One of his favorite musicians to collaborate with was Alessandro Scarlatti. The third individual, who was an arts patron in Rome with few peers, was Queen Christina of Sweden. She left her native country, religion, and crown for Catholicism, which meant moving to Rome, where she was able to have the life she desired. Her intense support of the arts and intellectual thought make her one of the 17th century's most distinguished women. This has been a glimpse back in time to the history of arts patronage in 17th century Rome. I'm Angela Mariani. More about the history of Rome's Baroque patrons and other events, people, and music mentioned in this time capsule can be found in Harmonia's online shop at harmoniaearlymusic.org shop.
On Christmas Day, 1655, a special event took place in Rome. Pope Alexander VII gave communion to a newly arrived Queen Christina of Sweden, and officially welcomed her to the city where she would live for the rest of her life. Up to that point, the Queen had gone through a lot in the span of her life, just shy of thirty years old. Under an exceptional privilege, she was brought up and educated as a prince by order of her father, Gustavus Adolphus. She was officially crowned king as a result, though she was referred to as queen, but she eventually cast aside her Lutheran religion in favor of Catholicism and ultimately abdicated her throne.
Music from the court of Queen Christina of Sweden. Soprano Susie Leblanc and Tragicomedia perform Luigi Rossi's Un Ferrito Cavaliero, A Wounded Soldier, composed in memory of Queen Christina's father, Gustavus Adolphus. Hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts can be found online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Welcome back to Harmonia. We're looking into the life of Queen Christina of Sweden. Following her settling in Rome, Queen Christina became one of the most distinguished cultural patrons of the period. She continued to employ musicians, as she had done before her abdication and conversion, and went on to establish at least two significant organizations. The first was an academy where leading artistic and scholarly figures met. Later known as the Arcadian Academy, music was an important part of every meeting. In fact, each one ended with a performance. The second organization was less private than the Academy. In 1671, she opened the first public opera house in Rome.
Music from the court of Queen Christina of Sweden. Soprano Suzanne Ryden and the Stockholm Baroque Ensemble perform works by Vincenzo Albrici and Marc Antonio Pasqualini. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, celebrating 25 years of service to the field of early music. On the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Welcome back to Harmonia. We're exploring the life of Queen Christina of Sweden and listening to music and musicians she loved. The Queen employed a number of the finest Italian composers. In Rome, her direct musical patronage was enjoyed by Giacomo Carissimi, Alessandro Scarlatti, Arcangelo Corelli, and Bernardo Pasquini, all prominent in their day. You might imagine that she loved Baroque music more than anything else. However, it is recorded that she also loved the madrigals of Italian Renaissance composer Carlo Gesualdo. Queen Christina would have no doubt been very familiar with Gesualdo's last two books of madrigals.
Music of Carlo Gesualdo, La Venetiana performed four pieces from the fifth book of madrigals of 1611. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. Our featured release continues with this week's theme, the music surrounding Queen Christina of Sweden. The Distinguished Chamber Ensemble London Baroque performs excerpts from their 1991 recording of Arcangelo Corelli's complete Opus One Trio Sonatas on the Harmonia Mundi label. For his very first publication, his Opus One, Corelli dedicated a set of twelve church sonatas for two violins and basso continuo to Queen Christina. By 1681, the year of their publication, Corelli had been in her employ for around three years as a chamber musician, which included duties as a composer. The Queen was one of the most important patrons during Corelli's life.
London Baroque performed in a featured release of Arcangelo Corelli's Opus 1 Trio Sonatas on the Harmonia Mundi label. Interested in expanding your own early music collection? Each week, we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Support for Harmonia is made possible in part by the Crystal DeHaan Family Foundation, serving organizations in central Indiana and recognizing the children and families of Crystal House International. Much of the music you hear on Harmonia, as well as books and early music gift items, are available online at harmoniaearlymusic.org shop. Items purchased through links on our website also support the production of this program. The writer for this edition of Harmonia was Bernard Gordillo. Thanks to our studio engineer Mike Pashkash and our staff, Carrie Boyce, David Wood, and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KOHM at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Listeners who enjoy Harmonia may also enjoy WFIU's Ether Game Musical Mini Quiz Podcast, available for download at WFIU.org with a click on the podcast button. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Christina Kuzmich is our executive producer, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. Harmonia.